the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's wonderful to be back in America. Sucks being back in that Marxist mafia hellhole. Terrible. And the weather really didn't bother me. It was the people. The still supporters of the Democrat mafia. The useful idiots and willing slaves of the Chicago Cook County scumbag lowlife Democrats. Yeah, you are. And the fact that you destroy the quality of life for everybody and still pretend to be a legitimate political party shows that there is no future with any quality. When Democrats are in charge of anything, everything will be a third world hellhole that you'll get used to. And just take a listen to the news. Do yourself, don't listen to it for a week and then listen to it and pretend you're not in some third world cartel run hellhole because you are. That's what Democrats do. And it's a funny thing how they sell their so-called positions. It's always hoping to break even. We're almost there. And there's an old expression. When you're talking about anything to do with investing or any kind of gambling or anything. When you're hoping to break even, you already lost. And that's exactly what it is whenever there's a Democrat in charge of anything. That's why it took a 100 years to turn the once great city into the third world ghetto. You're all trying to navigate your way home without getting shot in the temple by some Democrat moron that can't read. In the meantime, we've got another Democrat moron that can't read. He used to be able to, but now the dementia has been eating his brain. And he is taking credit... For the fact that we're not doing a hostage exchange. This is not a hostage exchange. These are prisoners of, of, of an atrocity, of barbarism, that are being, have been raped, kidnapped, beaten, shot. And they're being released so that they let out terrorists, criminals, who had their day in court, who were arrested, who were caught trying to blow up other people. And the funny thing is, you have to pretend when you live in these Democrat ghetto areas that these are somehow politicians and they work hard or they do anything? Today has been a product of a lot of hard work and weeks of personal engagement. From the mo- First of all, this, this moron has never done anything for more than seven minutes in his entire presidency. He can't because the dementia eats his brain and he soils himself constantly. So all he can do are these speeches and I'll prove it after. Roman Hamas kidnapped these people. I, along with my team, have worked around the clock to secure the release. We saw the first results of this effort with the release of two American hostages in late October, followed by the release of two Israeli hostages. See, now, when they release people, but they keep them, that's not something to celebrate. That's something to get aggravated about and kill every one of the captors right now, today. Because in the meantime, what the dimwit in diapers doesn't want you to know about is that they're getting even cockier. 
in other third world Democrat theocracy, hellhole, Islamo-Nazi-run sewers around the world, like Yemen. More tensions in the region unfolding overnight. Ballistic missiles were fired toward a U.S. Navy ship after it came to help a tanker in trouble. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't see this on any of the TVs here in Studio Xanadu. I didn't hear it on any of the radio stations. It's an obscure news outlet that released this. This is this afternoon. Chief Global Affairs anchor Martha Raddatz joins us now with more. Good morning, Martha. Martha Raddatz, you know her. Good morning, squirrel. Lindsay. This- She's the one that looks like that HBO crypt keeper. Did you ever see her? Oh, you better shoot her through a screen and dim the lighting, Martha Dog. This is an incident at sea involving a hijacked ship, pirates, and ballistic missiles launched toward a U.S. Navy warship. Where do pirates, squirrel, get ballistic missiles? Do you think they're buying them from Victor Bout? No, I don't want you to play the Ukrainian dance song. This, where do pirates get ballistic missiles? Pirates don't get them. This is the inbred yard gnomes. Ali Ali Oxen Free, Aloha Snack Bar. This is them in Yemen. It began when a commercial cargo ship in the Gulf of Aden made a distress call saying they were under attack from armed men in a small... I wonder, did the dim in diapers, did he work hard on this? Is this part of what he's taking credit for? I've consistently pressed for a pause in the fighting for two reasons, to accelerate and expand humanitarian assistance going into Gaza and humanitarian, humanitarian aid, money going in. Then explain why the 11 yard or the three yard gnomes, the three that are in Qatar that you're actually negotiating with, aside from being linked to cartels in Central and South America. Explain why they're worth 11.3 billion. You dimwit. They even stole more money than you. And your crack-smoking son, your dog-faced sister, and that moron brother of yours. Two, to facilitate the release of hostages. And over the past several weeks, I've spoken repeatedly with the Emir of Qatar, the president of Sisi of Egypt. Is it Qatar or Qatar? Let's just bomb it, and we'll rename it Kansas too. Egypt and Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel to help secure this deal, to nail it down. What happened? This extended pause out? in the fight. I think he passed out. He might have had one of those minor strokes. Oops, diaper change. Brings a critical opportunity to deliver much needed food, medicine, water, and fuel to the. Well, we've been doing that. We've been doing that for 40 years. In fact, they've been stealing the money. What makes you think they're not going to steal it this time? Oh, you have safeguards there. What are the safeguards? What are they? Because you can't account for 50 cents of every dollar we give our very own Pentagon. How are you going to account for anything you give these savages? Civilians in Gaza. And we are not wasting one single minute. From the beginning, we put in place mechanisms to prevent Hamas from diverting these supplies. And we're continuing that. Really? Mechanisms? How do you know they're not using the supplies you left in Afghanistan? What about that? And then when asked off teleprompter, you see, because the dimwit in diapers is reading off of this giant teleprompter that his little Marxist apparatchiks that work in his cabinet all wrote down. They they workshopped it. They thought about it for hours. They wrote it and they wheeled up the corpse to read it. But what happens when you ask him a question and he doesn't have the teleprompter? Mr. President, do you have an update on the other Americans who are being held in any sense as to when they would be released? Uh, we are hopeful, but I don't have anything firmly to tell you at this moment. Boy, that seems like a different tone, doesn't it, Squirrel? And it should seem like a different tone, because if he were asked about any of this, he'd have to really discuss exactly what the deal is. And what is the deal? How did we release so-called hostages 
uh, or they, they're releasing hostages, and we're releasing who exactly? Who exactly are we releasing? President Biden has been monitoring the situation and taking an active role in the hostage deal. Our senior White House correspondent, Selena Wang, is traveling with the president in... Oh, you know what that is, Carl? That's propaganda. It's like when I was in Chicago, just this last Sunday, and on the television on WGN, they had Paul Lisnick Day. You know Paul Lisnick, which is the exact day. I believe there's other Democrats. They celebrate, what's that made-up holiday? Juneteenth. Yes. Well, Paul Lisnick, who I celebrate Paul Lisnick Day on WGN, Paul Lisnick wanted to do a Sunday special. You know, it's Chicago. You've got Ed Burke, right? He's on trial, linked to 50 years of corruption. you got Mike Madigan on trial. Looks like he shook down not only an international company, but it looks like those guys in the company are trying to get, they're trying to give him life sentences, and Mike Madigan hasn't been to trial. You've got that going on. Then you've got that half-assed gangsters who own the, the empty lot that the city of Chicago is paying 91000 for, and we now know the ground is bad. It's poisonous, and they're still going to develop it and put the migrants on there, and we're still paying the 91000 What do you think Paul Lisnick wanted to talk about yesterday, Squirrel? Emmett Till. Emmett Till? I didn't have anything to do with Emmett Till. You know Emmett Till? Me either. I didn't know him. It was a tragedy, what, about a half a century ago? And it turns out he was killed in September. Why are you talking about it now? After Thanksgiving, why would you talk about that when you have the scandal of the mafia destroying the once great city? You've got all the evidence at your fingertips, and the media wants to create, what, more tensions among race? See, what they're hoping for is that the people who live in the ghettos are stupid enough to not see the scam. Because if they were smart enough to figure out nobody alive did anything to do with Emmett Till, nobody alive had anything to do with any kind of slavery, nobody alive owes you anything. In fact, why you live in that ghetto is because politicians are raping you. Financially raping you over and over and over again. And they're buying you off with what? Welfare? That doesn't seem to work. And then the last thing anybody wanted to be asked, anybody wanted to be asked, is about this so-called exchange. Turns out it's nothing what you're being told. So Israel gets back 50 babies, children, and women in exchange for 150 murderers and other criminals who are being lawfully held by Israel after a judicial process. Not a particularly good deal for Israel. In exchange, Israel has to give up its uh, tactical advantages that it's gotten from live, real... No, Alan Dershowitz, it's not a good deal for humanity. You see, what we're dealing with are 7th century morons who are trying to appease a fake god doesn't exist and by the way what happens squirrel what happens when you question them or you point out the fact you know your your god's kind of a coward crawled in the well wants you to kill people who don't believe in his made-up religion 622 years after christ was born it's the scientology of all kinds of uh, insanity and he wouldn't want you to beat up your mom or your daughter in the in the meantime what happens when you point out, you know, your God's kind of a coward? Six teenagers went on trial on Monday in connection with the beheading of French history teacher Samuel Paty in a suspected Islamist attack in 2020. I didn't hear this on the news either, did you, Squirrel? French teacher, history, you know, the real stuff, instead of that made-up Aloha snack bar that these idiots think can keep a C-130 in the air. Yeah, he kind of told them, you know, your whole religion's poppycock made up nonsense and the idea that you think you're getting rewarded in the afterlife if you kill people here on earth that's kind of demonic you sick bastards and by the way can you get your mom out of the beekeeper costume can you do that Petit had shown his pupils cartoons of the prophet muhammad in a class on freedom of expression 
angering some Muslim people. In a class on freedom of expression. You know, here's here's something that's not good if you believe in, in, in murder and mayhem and mutilating your own relatives. You might not want to take a class on freedom because you're not big on it. Parents. Most Muslims believe that depictions of prophets are blasphemous. The teacher was killed outside his school in a Paris suburb by an 18-year-old assailant of Chechen origin who was shot dead by police soon after the attack. Five of the minors facing trial were aged between 14 and 15 at the time of the attack. They will be charged with premeditated criminal conspiracy or ambush, having been suspected of pointing out Patti to the murderer or helping monitor his exit from the school. I never saw Mohammed. Do you ever see a picture of Mohammed Squirrel? Me either. Is he as pretty as that congresswoman in Detroit, the one with the face of a camel's ass? Is he good looking? The sixth is a girl who was 13 at the time she allegedly told her parents that Petit had shown caricatures of the prophet in her class. She is facing false accusation charges after it was established that she was not in the class when it happened. The six minors cannot be identified due to their age. They were referred to the children's court and could face... Children's court? They sawed the history teacher's head off. Like it was this 7th century. But then again, what do you really expect? They're products of cousins. 80% of the marriages are between first, second, and third cousins. That seems perfectly normal. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Listen to who you're arguing with. You're going you're gonna to reason with these idiots? How do you fly a C-130 squirrel? Well, I could tell you how not to. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Oh, boy. Mahmoud. Not the goats. Not the goats. Oh. There goes Saturday night. There goes Saturday night in Gaza. What are you going to do? George in a West Loop. George, are you backing up or are you getting hit by a truck? Should I call 911? They'll be there in an hour. Yeah, I was just going to tell you, over on Ogden and Washington in Chicago, you know where that's at. Yeah, what the hell are you doing there? Are you trying to get robbed? Yeah, they try. They, uh, they They got an immigrant building over there. Full of migrants, yeah. building. They get money and phones and all that. A hundred, a hundred feet from the front door, there's American citizens living under viaducts. And I wouldn't doubt if there's a veteran or two under there. Oh, I think that's a safe bet, George. But I don't know. You, you must not have been listening to the, to the television, to the news, to the boob tube. They had the dimwit in diapers with his makeup on like that old lady in the old cowboy movie. Remember, she was, was Barbara Stanwyck. She was 1,000 years old. They had to shoot her through a, a, a screen door. In the meantime, Joe Biden, pretty much the same thing. He says you're doing good. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. Wrong. <laughs> I look at all the press. Look at that. This coming from a butter-handed whore, political whore, who sold out his country for millions of dollars in wealth and mansions, he's going to tell you what cheap is. Cheap is your sister. That's what cheap is, Biden. Or your vice president. Chris is particularly excited about that, I can see. They're excited about it and they clap. And they didn't say a word. Because like the welfare roaches, they must have got a bump in pay. See, that's how he's been managing to stay uh, in office at all. 
without the people uprising the way they should with this kind of obvious whore and saboteur to our principles and traitor, not to mention he didn't win the election. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, Biden's the hardest working man in snow business. He's Please, always George. giving the American people Let me tell you a snow something. job. You know the problem with you, George, is I know you. And you grew up in the same area I grew up in. And all the municipal workers with their stretch marks on their ears. Oh, I worked hard today. What'd you do? I went to the track three times. Had to get out of the car. That's their idea of work. These lazy roaches never worked a day in their life. Mr. President, do you have an update on the other Americans who are being held in any sense as to when they would be released? Uh, We are hopeful, but I don't have anything firmly to tell you at this point. Here, let me help you, moron. You see, you tell these guys in Qatar, Qatar, whatever, these billionaires who stole all the money that you've been sending, not that you care because I'm sure you're getting a little bit of a taste, getting your beak wet a little bit. You tell them, here's how it goes. You let them out by 6 in the morning or I bomb Qatar and I'll take down that custom condo building you live in on the 35th floor where you could see all of the, 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 the sky and the ocean that the people who you stole the money from will never get to see as they have to go to the bathroom in a pot because you've been stealing the money. Teresa, Brass Coast. Hey, Sean. Happy belated birthday, by the way. I wasn't able to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, these Allah lovers who praise their God, if that's what you want to call them, um, but yet in their God's name, they commit these atrocities. They remind me of people who claim to love Jesus, but they hate Jews. None of it makes any sense. Well, what's, None what's, of it. what's even what's funny to me, they're like the Mormons. Uh-huh. But they make that stuff up yeah. like what, a hundred years ago? Speaking of Mormons, gave me the perfect the perfect segue into why we're in this pickle. It's the uh, Magic Pants Mafia. Yes, it is. See, Uncle Mitt has his niece in a very important place. And Uncle Mitt is a never-Trumper. So now you know you live in Chicago, right? You're always going to have to deal with the Chicago Democrats. There's nothing you can do. People are destined to sell out their neighbors so they could get a cream puff job where they never have to work. However, in the meantime, it, that's not the reason we're strapped with the most obvious political whore this country's ever had in the position of power. See, he didn't win the election. And who refused to fight back were, ironically, the Republicans. Now, why? Because Uncle Mitt has his niece, Rona, Rana, whatever, And they can't wait to be Christ on the next planet the way their nonsense religion wants them to believe. So they're going to do it on this one and ruin it for everybody. Who do you like in the Republican field? Uh, Anybody. Um, You know, I I would uh, I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans, maybe not Vivek, but uh, but the others that are running would would be acceptable to me. And I'd be happy to vote for them. I'd be happy to vote for a number of the Democrats, too. I mean, would be an upgrade from, in my opinion, from uh, Donald Trump and and perhaps also from uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Look, I like uh, President Biden. Um, You know, I, I find him a very charming engaging person there's some places i agree with them but most places i disagree with them now i want you to take into mind forget about the financial scams this is mitt romney he loves financial scams it's how he made a living see his his pappy carved away for political favoritism and sweetheart deals that no real businessman could have got but bain capital mitt romney they got them all so mitt romney's not adverse to destroying the quality of life or the principles of business that's how he existed But when you talk about the fact that we are in World War III, that right now, radical Islamo-Nazis are firing, not just on our boys in Iraq, but they're firing on our Navy ships right now. And this 
fraud, this moron, still vote for him. This is why you're, you're going to have to do for you. And don't think you're going to win the next election. Because you won the last one, and this is the position you're in. So don't do that. Oh, I got to pretend I like Roger Stone, the scumbag that he is, so that I, you know, I get Trump in there. That's not the case. That's not the fact. That's not what has to happen. What you have to realize is, the reason we're in this position isn't the mafia Democrats. They're always who they are. It's the Mitt Romney Republicans. It's the ones who are willing to destroy the principles of your nation today because they don't like Donald Trump. They can't argue on the policies because, ironically, even Mitt made more money. But what they want to do is destroy the principle of the American system where we have a representative republic instead of oligarch rulers in control. Because that's what this fraud relishes. That's how he moves from place to place after he couldn't get elected because he destroyed it so much. Whether it be Massachusetts or wherever the hell this idiot wants to run. Michigan or now he's in magic pants land. In the meantime, he wants to be a god now. He can't wait till the next time. He may not even have the underpants on, Squirrel. 312-642-5600. Freaking idiot. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. Hamas is not a religion. It's a terror organization in the way Hezbollah, the Houthis, minus the blowfish, Kamala Harris, uh, in the way the Taliban, which we now gave a country. These are people that want to destroy the lives of everyone. And you have to subjugate yourself to their twisted ideology. I don't believe that's any religion. That's just the need of man to dominate other men. That's all it is. And women... The idea that any woman would participate in this kind of insanity is, is, is truly insane to me. But then again, I like the idea that people are free. I'm one of those silly Americans. Glenn in Racine, Wisconsin. Hi, how are you? Good. Glenn, anyway, you saw- yeah, I'm calling because uh, when you were comparing uh, after Jesus, like uh, Muhammad and that, I thought, like, at least the Mormons do good, and they actually do... Yeah, Mormons, there's no... I don't think there's any Mormon terrorists. I don't have a problem with them, but I still like to make fun of it. When did that go yeah. away? When, when, do, when, do we, when were we supposed to stop making fun of, of, of things that were ridiculous to us? That used to be called comedy. I think, by the way, yeah, just, Catholicism has a lot of that, too. I was born Catholic. I gotta tell the I gotta tell the Pope. He's just oh okay. He's he's I need him to go to the big guy. It never made any sense to me, but I'm silly that way. I think it's a curse. Go ahead. Yeah, I, and I I've never called a show before. That's why I kind of sound like this. But I actually just called Ron Johnson's office, and amazingly, someone answered. And I went off really really nice for a while, and I said, our our. Our people are being attacked. My son's in Okinawa, and he just got back six months in Qatar. And oh. now that I hear all this stuff about how Qatar is involved with all this stuff, I didn't even know that at the time until I li- started listening to you and the show. 
As Americans, we're giving these self-described royal families, which in itself is against everything America believes in. This idea that there are... And they rule their nations as gods. Like it was 4,000 years ago. And this is acceptable to anybody? And we pay them and we, we do business with them? None of that makes sense to me. Because what we're doing then is turning a blind eye to the slaves in their country the whole time pretending we're against slavery. Hamas is a slave organization. You can't live there without cooperating with the terror organization. It is the government. This is something that's getting lost. And I don't know why the American media isn't saying what Israel is doing to mankind is freeing kidnapped people from terrorists. We're going to free all of them, whether they're Israeli Jews or Hamas or, or, or Palestinian Muslims. Because if you're supporting a terror organization, congratulations, you're a terrorist. How do you see it any other way? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you tell Ron Johnson he's one of the good guys. I love him. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Rich, you need a park. Hey, uh, Sean, how you doing? How was your uh, birthday and Thanksgiving? Everything was fantastic. I'm glad to be out good. of the ghetto, though. Go ahead. <laughs> what I wanted to say is this Jake Sullivan, he came on uh, all these morning shows saying how the reason why these negotiations are going He's a CIA out. operative. He's a professional <laughs> liar with a silly hairdo like he's in Mad Men. Right. Because of Joe Biden, it's all because of Joe Biden. Well, the whole reason all of this is going on is because of his foreign policies. It's because of Joe Biden. All and right? do you know right now as we speak, the, the House can do something about it. You see, they have right. to pass a foreign aid bill. My offer to you is this, nothing. I pass nothing. Because our foreign aid is what we're doing. We're paying the despots in these hell holes. We're paying them. We're bribing them. Right. And that's what has to stop. And the Pentagon cannot account for 50 cents out of every dollar. I don't want to give anybody any money. I don't even want to give our own Pentagon money. You can't account for 50 cents out of a dollar. Now you get nothing, too. Right. One other thing, Sean, is why is, uh, why is it that Hamas is uh, dictating how many, uh, how many prisoners are being released? Because they're in why charge. It, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So they're talking, he's talking about the, that we're... That we're in charge, you know, we're making, we're not in He's, charge of anything, we're in charge. You they're know what you got to do? You've got to convince, you've got to convince the Biden government that Hamas was at the January 6th phony insurrection. Oh, if you do that, hell will rain down upon them. But in the meantime, it's fun to watch the idiots in America, the women, support Hamas. It's, it's funny. Susan Sarandon, put a bra on. Susan Sarandon, who's famous because she took her brow off. If it wasn't for cans, you wouldn't notice, girl. In the meantime, there are women in Europe, in particular in politics in Europe. She is a senator in the EU. Today I have a question, a pressing question for some Western feminists. How can you remain silent when women and girls are raped, tortured, their bodies carried around I believe the official title is Prime Minister. I don't know. I don't know how European Union works, and I don't want to know. Naked and spat on by birded men shouting Allah Akbar. Then you can never call yourself a feminist again. Every day, including today, some Western hypocritical feminists should be ashamed of their silence on the horror that Hamas men inflicted to women and girls on 7 October. And that includes big names we were once proud of. Why are their lips sealed and their hearts of stone 
when it comes to the excruciating pain of Jewish women. The Me Too movement and so-called intersectional feminists do not care about all women. If they remain silent, it means they have lied to us about their commitment to women's rights. Their actions support the oppressor, not the victims. Also, the EU money does, indirectly. Those who say nothing about these women and the hostages should not be standing here and speaking about human rights. When you are under attack by terrorists, a ceasefire is like raising your hands when you are being shot at. Perhaps it's worth considering that a real lasting ceasefire will start with bringing back all the hostages to their homes and the rapists to justice. She has more principles than any American Biden voter. Any. What do you think of that, squirrel? And Mitt Romney. She understands the principles of freedom versus tyranny. That's what you're really discussing. And she did a beautiful job, far better than the American multi-multi-millionaires who've enjoyed freedom, made a fortune doing it, and now promote the absence of it in celebrating so-called Palestine. What it really is, is Hamas. By the way, did anybody, do you own land? How does it work in Palestine? Anybody ever find that out? Do you buy a condo? Does it have a title? How does it work? Or does Hamas let you move around if they like you? You see, that's how it really works. And in the meantime, there's also some interesting things going on about the hospitals. Oh, yes, there is. They're nothing but a front. That's how they stage all the terror. We'll discuss that and more. I'll take Andrew after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, it's been well known since the beginning that Hamas not only rules the country, but they divert the money, they steal it, what they don't send to enrich the upper echelon of Hamas, like the Chicago Democrat Mafia. They spend building 300 miles of tunnels. Now, they haven't upgraded the sewage system for the last 45 years, which is why they have a major problem with going to the bathroom in the entire Gaza Strip. In the meantime, now that Israel has taken custody of these terror organizations that are often referred to as hospitals, we're starting to get a window into just how intricate the tunnel system is. In the Shifa hospital compound underneath the ground, we are approximately between the Qatarian building is above us, and this is the way to the street, meaning this is a way that goes out outside from the hospital. We are talking about a tunnel, which is more than this, only this specific area is more than 300 meters of a tunnel so this area goes directly outside of the hospital approximately to one of the areas outside maybe a mosque maybe an apartment and it's blocked it's blocked and sealed they knew that we were going to come here more than a month ago and they see we didn't need the so-called ceasefire or the intervention which by the way you mark my words will track back to big money funneled through qatar because that's the only way you got these Hamas to even consider laying off. They were getting their ass kicked anyway, which is a shame we didn't let the IDF finish the job. But in the meantime, this particular doctor had been all over the media. 
pretending to care about the kids and advocated by our own American Democrats who advocate for universal free abortion up until the birthday. At the largest hospital inside Gaza, Al-Shifa, tonight just two doctors remain trying to take care of about 200 patients. Early today, Israel says it detained the director of that hospital and took him in for questioning. Aaron McLaughlin has more. Tonight, as fighting rages across Gaza, a temporary ceasefire just hours away. Ahmed Mukhalalati, one of two remaining doctors at the besieged Al Shifa Hospital, tells NBC News. See, to be a doctor, you have to be a friend of Hamas. Now, keep in mind, you're dealing with people who raise their kids to be like this. They don't send them to summer camp. They send them to beheading camps. Six teenagers went on trial on Monday in connection with the beheading of French history teacher Samuel Paty in a... Now, the favorite part is they're in civilized countries, which will treat them like children rather than terrorists. Andrew Champagne. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to bring... Because you talk about Hamas and, and, and people, you know, defending this ideology, and they're literally just... They're terrorists, you know, plain and simple. I, I don't understand, you know, where people get off you know, defending all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't have social media. I got rid of that, all that crap years ago. Smart. And thank God, because it saves a lot of brain cells, you know. Um, but I stumbled upon the, uh, this video where it was these guys, these morons on TikTok, defending uh, Osama bin Laden after they released this, you know, his letter to America. And, and, and it blew my mind. I'm like, if you need any more proof that, you know, the fabric, fabric of our society and, and, and ideology in general is so twisted and backwards. I mean... You and know, you know what else bothered me about that letter? First, 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 there's a couple things that bother me. I, I, I have a dear friend of mine from the old days who happened to be Muslim, but he's not a terrorist. He's disgusted. First thing he did is contact me when all this shenanigans went on. said, don't forget about the 90% of Muslims that do not support this kind of behavior. And he's right. But 10% of 2 billion is a lot of people, right? right. And, and, and now they're in positions where the country, the quality of life... How could I sum it up? It's like the south side of Chicago. It's not worth living. So now you've got them that are all, and they don't have a welfare system to speak of. So what they have is favoritism against the terror, uh, of the terrorists. So they seek it. And now you've got an entire nation called Palestine. That is an apparatchik of Hamas. So what do you do now? You have to have the wherewithal to recognize it. And the American Democrats don't because they got their own mafia problems. So it's a real interesting position to be in and the other thing is it needs more and more people like my friend who is muslim but rejects the idea of slavery and terrorism now we'll see if that can happen you know what i would love to see i'd like to see the american well-known muslims i wonder where louis farrakhan is on this whole thing wouldn't you like to see it just let him say it out loud i mean in the worst case scenario he'll just be an average democrat thank you very much andrew Appreciate it. How about our own Father Flager? He's a sympathizer of Farrakhan. What about him? We get his his verbiage on it? I don't think so. Craig, I'm out, Greywood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. What do you want? Do you want, do you want fireworks? Craig called. Yay. Just get to the point. All right. This uh, bonehead in the White House there, he's going to do this emergency uh, production act. He wants to basically... Uh, 
um, take and bring uh, production of uh, our med- or some medicine and vitamins or something like that, I guess to these companies that were making these shots that he's got some kind of relationship with or something like that. And I'm wondering if uh, Fauci's going to put that special sauce into these shots. Oh, that'll take care of Hamas. Yeah, that'll take care of Hamas. But here's the other thing you got to remember, Craig, you know that. You listen to the show. Emergency is the key word because when it's an emergency, there's no oversight. There's no bills that have to be passed. There's nothing. There's just pain. And who exactly are you paying? Who exactly are you paying? Free, free Gaza! Free, free Gaza! Free, free, free Gaza! Free, free, free Gaza! One, two, three, four! One, two, three, four! Occupation no more! Well, you better steal the money from foreign aid because you certainly can't cut a record, dummy. That's their idea of a chant. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Now that Americans are content with giving up the principle of America, and we've already surrendered and subjugated ourselves to the corrupt government during COVID, what do you think will happen when the climate emergency existential threat, well, I could give you a little window into it, you see, Europeans don't have our freedoms. In fact, their government, they're gods. Here's what an Irish Green Party member had to say, and the minute I heard it, I thought of my next guest. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our Constitution, yes, you have rights but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. The common good. So you know what common good is. Eco-Nazism. The climate. It's no coincidence she's a member of the Green Party. My next guest knows this all too well. He's the, he is the executive director of the Climate Science Coalition of America, author of four books on energy, climate change, and sustainable development. He is Steve Gorham. Steve, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. I'm great. And, yeah, you're right. We, we uh, have to call the climate emergency. It hasn't officially been done, but... Uh just two weeks ago, uh, President Biden said uh, he invoked the Defense Production Act uh, because he thinks it is an emergency. And he, he uh, says that will allow him to spend $169 million on heat pumps. We don't want to go through uh, Congress anymore. You know, we have to have everything as an emergency after COVID-19. So uh, that's the latest here. That's what's coming. And there's a whole bunch of people clamoring both to have the United Nations declare the climate an emergency and to have uh, President Biden declare a climate emergency so that we can invoke all sorts of ways to uh, limit people's freedoms. Now, you are the executive director of Climate Science 
Coalition of America. Here's the problem I have with this entire boondoggle. From the financial aspect, it always has been a scam and a fraud and a subsidy-rich environment for the kickbacks. It's clear. And you could find it with ethanol and all the rest of this nonsense. And the problem is it's hard to quantify the damage to an actual economy that massively increasing the cost of corn has done to life in America. But the fact now that after 70 years of these lies, from the Ice Age in the 70s with Spock, also known as uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy, to what we experienced, there's never been an apology. In fact, the, the actual science proves their entire premise wrong. There are hundreds of thousands of guys like you. Why, isn't this, why aren't we winning this easy argument of the fraud, not to mention the trillion dollars that's already been misappropriated? It is remarkable. You know, I scratch my head a little bit, too. Uh, we still have uh, probably the majority of the people in the world believe humans are causing dangerous climate change. And uh, the U.S. is maybe the one place where maybe half the population doesn't think that's the case. But uh, the fear uh, and the use of the fear of man-made global warming uh, by people who are earnest, unlike the woman from uh, um, Ireland, thinks that they're doing great things for people if they restrict their freedom and they put all kinds of climate uh, restrictions on them. And we spend... Uh, trillions of dollars to try and uh, subsidize renewables. The world has spent about $5 trillion since 2004 on renewables. <laughs> Think about that amount of money. More. Isn't it hard to even say it, Steve? <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, know, you realize that this country had movements, political movements, over $80 billion of the first national debt before the, the real rise of the, the so-called fiscal conservatives. And you're talking about $5 trillion in the wind. But the other thing is, it's not really in the wind. It's in the campaign coffers of the political whores in this country, isn't it? And when you look at this COPA 28, whatever the hell they call it, the irony of it being hosted by one of these oil trillionaires, this royal family where his mom and dad were cousins, and he's hosting it. It just goes to show you, they've diversified over decades. They're the same scallywags in the fraud. And now they're selling a product at five times the cost without any of the effort. Isn't that true? Well, COP28 is going to be special. It's going to be absolutely the biggest climate uh, conference in the world. It's the 28th of these. They've been doing it every year since 1995. At the first four conferences, they had about 5,000 people attend. And then uh, by COP15 and COP21, they had about 30,000. They're expecting 70,000 people to attend this year. It's going to be the biggest carbon dioxide-emitting event in the world probably this year. I mean, these people are going to, like John Kerry and Bill Gates, are going to fly in on private air, aircraft, and they're going to take limousines uh, to the uh, uh, Dubai Expo City. And they might, some of them might take electric cars, but 80% of the electricity in, in uh, the United Arab Emirates is produced from natural gas. So it's going to be a massive event. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And if we all, uh, we might have to endure COP50 here if we're around long enough. And, well, but the bottom line is it's having no effect on the climate. It's really having no effect on uh, renewable energy if you look at the numbers. Uh, the world is still getting about 81% of its energy from coal, oil, and natural gas. That was in 2021, and that's the same as it was in 1999. 
Well, aren't we so, just victims of adopting language and compromising with these idiots? I mean, the reality is the greatest renewable energy known to man is, in fact, oil and coal and natural gas. It's the greatest organic renewable energy that this planet has ever seen, and we're blessed that we have discovered it before government was in control of everything. But since its implementation... Do we know the true detriment? Because they're wrong on their premise. CO2 isn't a pollutant. In fact, it's a necessity. It's the principle of photosynthesis. They're really, aside from the money that they steal, that's what governments do. Do we know how to, how to quantify the damage? Because they're not really solving anything. In fact, they're harming things, aren't they? Well, yeah, and, and in my book, Green Breakdown, I predict that all of this is going to break down. The thing is, it, it's going to take some time. Uh, we're going to have four big impacts, higher ele- energy prices. Uh, we're going to have electricity blackouts. We're seeing those in Texas and California. We're going to have less freedom because they're going to try and force you into an EV and then maybe a- restrict where you can drive or force you to get a, a heat pump or a gas stove. And then we're going to have these transnational energy shocks like they've had in Europe. So the impacts are kind of mounting. We've actually seen a little bit of a uh, a bit of the first signs of, of a breakdown, if, if you will, um, uh, in Europe, uh, well, first off, our East Coast, we have about half of the companies that were putting in offshore wind have, that have pulled out because they can't make a profit. In Europe, they just did a wind auction for onshore, and they didn't get any bidders. Now, unfortunately, what's the government going to do? They're going to raise the auction price by 70% for the next round. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the fact of the matter is none of this would exist if it wasn't subsidized. None of it. None of it. Ethanol wouldn't exist. It sucks. It's not efficient. It destroys the engine. And it doesn't really solve anything. But what it does is have this culture of corruption that becomes acceptable through the years. And I'm wondering, this is our fault, the people who knew better way back in the 70s. You remember this, Buffon. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. Now, there was no... There were no repercussions for that. In fact, when he dies, if he ever dies, he'll be touted as the greatest statesman known to mankind. But the damage he did to the ordinary American actually was was beneficial in the long run because it spurred a revolution against government incompetence and corruption. The problem I have in the year 2023, it seems to be, not just because I just visited Chicago, Americans are more acceptable of incompetence and corruption, aren't they? Well, we've had uh, we've had this going on for many many years, and our, our uh, government leaders and our uh, business leaders, the United Nations, always think they know better than people, and uh, they can put in mandates. And one of the worst is, is population. Uh, through the seventies and eighties, we did things like uh, restrict the our, our aid to countries because we had to control population. We thought population was going to get out of control. And so there were people in South America, the indigenous people were, were hurt. In India, they had, uh, they had people running around looking for uh, young women in, in, in cities and sterilizing them, forced sterilization. China had 300 million forced abortions and 300 million forced sterilizations wow. uh, over a period of about 15 years. And now what do we got? We've got like uh, 90 nations in the world where the population is declining. And all these, all these leaders now have changed around. They've, they're trying to, to boost population. But... You know, they all think they know better than the common person and, and better than families, and it turns out not to be the case. But the fact is that they are presenting themselves as based in fact and science, but yet every indicator, every science, every answer proves them to be wrong. I don't know why we're, we lost the ability to push back on the argument, because when you step back and you look at COPA 28, 
There should have never been one after Copa 8. Yet here we are, and the very players are the profiteers now. And they've, they're setting themselves up for the climate exchange in which Europe has adopted. So now the ordinary man has completely lost his voice. So my question to you is, is it not time right now, even though there's a thin majority, whatever you want to call it, in the so-called Congress, this is the point when our representatives need to represent the overarching opinion of true Americans because they've tried this forced cooperation into this electric scheme. And the American people have spoken. All of their swindles are falling on their face, aren't they? The, the American car companies that promoted the battery. Nobody wants these because they don't work. They're ineffective. So do you think now is the time or can we afford to wait another five years, six years, ten years? Well, I really think the next election is, is going to be very, very big. And, and right now, the, the, Biden, the Biden administration, Inflation Reduction Act, is shoveling 40 to $50 billion a year into wind, solar, biofuels, hydrogen, carbon capture, carbon dioxide capture and storage, all sorts of things. We really need a change of administration. We need somebody to get in there and just cut all that stuff out. And, and we'll get back to, uh, to, st- to common sense energy policy and away from all this uh, green energy, which, which in the long run is going to hurt every citizen. There's a lot of money in, in, in government science, right? I mean, if, if you give the government the science it wants... It'll, it'll write you a big check. I'm curious to know how you haven't been lured, because the reality is you'd make a lot more money selling the other swindle, wouldn't you? Well, I might. You know, and it's kind of tough. Uh, uh, you know, if you're in a university, there's a tremendous amount of prof- uh, pressure to accept uh, the green energy and the, the climate uh, climatism uh, point of view. If you're in business, the same sort of thing. You're at Apple or Google. They, they want to be green. Very, very tough. The thing is, you know, I'm I'm no longer in business. I'm on my own. I write books and speak to groups, and so I don't feel that kind of pressure. But uh, that's why yeah, I love having you on. Way. Your character is not for sale, and that's really what separates Americans now. The people whose character is for sale, they'll go along to get along because there's a lot of profit in it. You're talking trillions and trillions of dollars, and no matter how wrong they are, there never has to be an apology. That's the exact opposite. Of the of the of the ramifications of true business and true success. So, yeah. how long do you one think? More example. Yeah, please. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things I talked about in the Mad 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 World of Climatism, my second book, is what the computer modelers had said. One computer modeler pointed out it cost fifty million dollars to set up a climate modeling team using a supercomputer, and twenty million dollars a year to run it. And we have like twenty five of those teams across the world getting all these all this money to to run these climate models make projections and you know if any of them say well i think climate is is dominated by natural factors not man-made emissions then then the funding would be cut off so you're right there's a tremendous amount of money behind all this and this this is just one example we have deans of sustainability at universities vice presidents of sustainability at, at companies and and on and on and on but i see a silver lining and i'm curious to know if you think it's possible the silver lining is this you're only subjected to these arbitrary rules by government if you are a public company the reality is this this new modern marxism doesn't understand who the boss is or who the who the real beneficiaries and benefactors are and the reality is if these companies that are big like this decide not only do i not want to believe in it or go along with your fascism but i'm now going to go private that to me is the way that these companies should go because when you're private you could have preferred shareholders and now you're not open to government 
fascism. Don't you think there's an opening here for true capitalists to rise again? Yeah, we may see a trend in that way. I was, I've was i been kind of looking for that myself, particularly in the oil and gas area and a number of other places where they're being harassed, they're being sued by stockholders and all sorts of other things. Uh, there may be a move toward uh, privatizing a lot of this and operating as a private company. We'll just have to see. And now we could teach him a lesson on what it's like when the ordinary man or his pension cannot invest and profit share from American ingenuity. I think it's the perfect solution. Let the weak go on the government dole the way they should be, rather than destroying the principles that made us all rich. That's what they're really doing. Ah, I like the well, laugh. I, I I'm keeping so. that laugh. That's going in the segment. In the meantime, Steve Gorham, I love the articles. I love the charts. Uh, I, I get them emailed to me. But where can the people go to see them? Because it's really illuminating how you break down the true fraud in this boondoggle. Well, there are many, many segments. And you're right, uh, like, uh, trucking in California, uh, COP28, all sorts of different things. Anyway, my website, stevegorham, G-O-R-E-H-A-M.com. I uh, can uh, send them a signed copy of Green Breakdown, or they can get it on Amazon. Uh, there are also e-books available, Apple, Amazon, other locations. I love but, it, uh, Steve. People need, to, people need to read up, and if they've, got, uh, if they've got a gasoline car, if they've got a gas stove, if they use electricity, they need to know what's coming down the pipe, and they need to challenge their leaders on, on these topics. He is Steve Gorham. I so appreciate you making time and putting up the fight. Uh, I love the fact that you have character and didn't sell out. It's one of the main reasons I enjoy having you as a guest. Thank you, Steve Gorham. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Why do you think the Mitt Romney party cohorts of corruption? Why do you think that they're pushing Nikki Haley? Did you ever ask yourself that question? I could give you the answer right now. If elected, what would you, how would you address climate change? Good question. Climate change. So first of all, without knowing your political affiliation in here, we all want clean air, right? We all want clean water. We all want to know that we're going to leave a world in a good place for our kids and our grandkids. That's a given. So the question now is, how do we do it? And the way we do it is we have to, again, acknowledge some hard truths. America has always done a great job constantly focusing on cutting emissions. I saw as governor, we'd have companies come in and they would always build green buildings, not because I gave them incentives to do it, but because they wanted to be good stewards. But she did give incentives to do it. You see the slippage of the word? So she's buying the tagline that there is a problem, rather than recognizing they've been wrong for 70 years. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented oh in all of history. Hunger and death. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren. Oh, the grandchildren. The grandchildren now are driving, Leonard Nimoy, Spock, you con artist. Wrong. Never one sorry. Trillions of the five trillion dollars. Five. Since 2004. Not even a sorry. Not even a mention of Solyndra. Well, those were just Democrats in a Ponzi scheme. Tony and Bartlett. Sean, you can always tell if you're being scammed by these people. There's never an end game in sight. 
They don't give you any targets. There's no goals. Global warming, climate change, they change the names, but they never tell you if we spend $10 trillion, what's going to happen? Are we going to reduce the global temperature by one degree or something? We don't know. It's nebulous. Same thing with public education. You're spending all this money. What's the target grade level for proficiency for kids? Oh, we don't know. We just we just need more money. How about just being able to read? Can you believe what you're living through? See, the problem is there were different standards when we were a society that had standards. And we really don't have standards, so we're perfect and ripe for any swindle that comes along. But what's lost in this argument is the data itself has only been kept since 1885. In the grand scheme of time, whether you're somebody who believes the earth is thousands of years old or somebody like me who thinks it could possibly be billions of years old, how do you have any perspective on the fraud, on the problem? You don't. You have no perspective. None. And they want you to tell you it's bad. Well, this could be the best it's ever been. But we wouldn't know that. What we do know is it's been hotter and colder since they kept records. And their refusal to admit the actual science tells you there's a scam on top of what you said, which is an excellent point. If you're not giving me a goal, then you want me to be a party to a lie forever in perpetuity. That's it. That's how they perpetuize it. Yes, sir. And you know what's funny, Tony? I like to listen to all kinds of shows on documentaries. I was just talking to the lovely Honey Bunny and and, and her significant other loves sports, and that's all they did. I didn't watch it. I couldn't name one player on one team. Very proud of that. I don't ever want to. All I do is try to investigate certain things. Do you know we're still discovering things that we had no idea? We had no idea of areas on our Earth, how deep they are. We still don't know how deep the ocean is. We have no sense of, 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 of any kind of guess as to how much oil is organically released from the bed of the sea. We have none of these answers. We still don't know about certain metals. And yet these people are going to tell us there's a utopia. And and by the way, these are the same people who have never gotten one policy right. Not one. And we're going to say, <laughs> I think we need to push back. And, and it's nice, Tony, that uh, at least you're out there in Bartlett, which is a wonderful area. It's a shame you're attached to Illinois. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. Here's what I mean by this. This is one of the most intriguing ancient artifacts in the world. Known as the Gujian Sword, it was discovered in a Chinese tomb during excavations in 1965. Despite being over 2,400 years old, this blade emerged from its resting place astonishingly sharp and devoid of rust, an aspect that has puzzled and fascinated historians and scientists alike. One archaeologist even accidentally cut himself while testing the blade's sharpness with his finger. Analysis by scientists points to a coating of a unique alloy called chromium sulfide as the source of the sword's persistent sharpness. Perhaps the most intriguing part is that chromium sulfide is a metal so difficult to isolate that it requires temperatures approaching 2,000 degrees Celsius or 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit to be used in the extraction process. Since the technology to extract chromium wasn't established until 1937, this raises the question of how people over 2,400 years ago... How did they do it? And there are no answers that this so-called science community or government writ large, could ever give you. They know nothing, but what they do know is they are on the greatest swindle ever stumbled upon by any government, let alone a man. Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Hold on just a minute. Shut up, Baldy! And... 
CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I know though, we're is when not, you because see... Because you wouldn't the... allow it to happen on CNN. But I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder... That's it. See the End of the story. You've been wrong. You, Leonard Nimoy, and Jimmy Carter, still alive! What the hell is keeping him up? Joe on 294. Hey, man, you may think I'm a Democrat, but I'm really not. I'm probably further right. And you're talking about a lot of topics that people should be Googling and looking up themselves, man. Stop being lazy, audience. Look it up yourself. <laughs> the thing I'm talking about is like Israel, right? If I look on the news, all I see is Israel this, Israel that. And I'm thinking, why don't we put so much energy on Israel's borders as we do to our own borders? You mean like Ukraine? Like over 8 million yeah, exactly. There's like yeah. 8 million people that crossed our borders. That's like New York City just came across and said, yeah, we're here now. Joe, and we're the worried about story, Israel and the Ukraine. Other, the other story in this story, Israel doesn't need us for anything. They don't need they us don't, for but anything. Nikki Haley needs to know that because she said we need to. They we're ironically handcuffing them. They don't need our money. They don't need our weapons. But we need them to perpetrate into the military-industrial complex and buy their weapons from Raytheon. From all of the it's groups insane. that kick back to our politicians. That's all this is. In the meantime, this is a scam. we don't, I we don't agree have with to. You. Yeah, but I, and, and, and that's the part I'm always going to agree with. But we do need to Audience, understand. Audience, listen to this man. Google, stop being lazy. Google, get off Facebook. Google it. Look for yourself. The evil Google machine. Thank you very much. In the meantime, you have to still recognize what this is. This is the greatest atrocity perpetrated on man since the last one perpetrated by the same players. And what you have to do if you want peace is eradicate those people who are willing to take the lives of others because they don't agree in their religion. It's outrageous in the year 2023. I don't know what's more outrageous. The fact that we're still having these 7th century barbarians and we treat them as if you can reason with them? Or the fact that we still kill our own babies at 2,500 a day in America and pretend that we care about other people's babies? 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, did you ever see the uh, it's a documentary and they talk about where the ocean meets and the different colors and how the line goes straight down the... the uh, the latitude, it's, it's, it's fascinating science, but we don't know anything about it. Nothing! Nothing! And not to mention the biggest part of so-called greenhouse gases is actually water vapor. And there isn't jack we could do about that. But this nonsense is a way they can control us. All right, so let's have a little fun. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Oh. 
until we get a Hamas airline. Boy, that's not something you want to see the stewardesses on. John, Lake Geneva. Hi, buddy. How you doing? By the way, I had a good time with you at, uh, at the summit. You're excellent. Oh, I'm locked thank up you, bro. with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was fun. That was a fun event. A book. It was very good. It was very good. Very professional. It was done, done really well. Um, real quick, there was, um, there was a book I read a while ago. When you turn 60, you forget things. Um, <laughs> and it's this guy, Sharp. He's, he's a you know, doctorate in uh, climatology. Climate is not measured in hundreds of years, certainly not tens, twenties and stuff, but it's not measured in hundreds. It's not measured in thousands. It's measured in tens of thousands, if not millions of years, period, period. And there's no other way of putting it than that. And how could they be selling this when even in their own data, when you watch the weather, I was just doing it. When I was last time I was in Chicago, it's the warmest it's been since 1970. Oh, what? So What? You still have Democrats that are wearing the same shoes that they had in 1970. And somehow exactly. that's supposed to be a panic exactly. factor. The, the science, the hundreds of thousands of actual science that has been, uh, scientists that have been speaking up against it, and the fact that they get no coverage shows you the other con. John, thank you very much. I look forward to next year. You got it, buddy. Appreciate it. Anthony, 9094. How's it going? I'm on a 9094. I want to just uh, discuss that comment that the guy said to do a Google search. You know, Google search is uh, program thought. You know what I mean? Just like most of these uh, college kids. You know what I mean? You know, you, when you go to well, Google, you, 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 know, you know, you're you know lazy meant. about it. Yeah. Well, I know what he meant, but they need to they need to dig deeper into the Google. Like, go go further into it but and you know find the real answers because they're lazy nowadays. Anthony, you want to know what's funny? They don't even have to go that far into it. What he really was referring to is that when you and I grew up, how did we read? We had to go to the library, or, or as it's known in Melrose Park, the library. And you had to go look at the index cards. You had to search the yes. titles. You had to go down the aisles. Yes. Think about the blessing that now it's right there. You, you can actually talk into your system, want to know anything about anything. And all you have to do when it comes to, you're right, about Google. They program and they pay to get to the first. All you have to do is go to page four. Just keep flipping. When's right. the last time you saw right. somebody do that? And the reality is there's no excuse in the year 2023 to live this stupid. And, you know, that's all I kept thinking about. Will these kids about. actually go that deep? Will they go to page four? Or are they that Not unless they got a father or grandfather or grandmother like you. or You, you know what I mean? This is what you need. But, but the reality is it's one thing when, you, when you're away from it and you go back and you look at the Chicago news. And you just look at it. And you just sit there and you say, this is some low living they live low. They have low expectations of life. They have low character. It's a sad state of affairs. We're in the year 2023, and when, when you and I were kids, they had theories and television shows how the future was going to be great. Here we are. The future is worse than when we grew up, and that's because of that's our intellect. Sure. Humanity that's is sure. in its intellectual infancy. And when you look at these problems in the Middle East, listen to them. Listen to what the problem is. These are, these are stone morons who shouldn't be in, in control of anything let alone a country. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael, Southside. Hey, what's going on, Sean? Not much, Mike. Hey, uh, Sean, I'm a big fan of yours, uh, even though sometimes I don't agree with everything, but for the most part, I, uh, I do agree with... Uh, uh, I just, just had this conversation with my wife on the way to the airport. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, my, or, uh, Sean, so... Check this out. So there's one. First, I want to say I agree with you with the whole climate change thing. I think it's a big myth, a bunch of BS. Um, but there's another question I want to ask. Let me ask you: Do you do you feel or believe that any politician should hold dual citizenship, hold office in our country? 
That's a tough one, right? Because I, I, I believe in freedom. So I don't want to restrict anybody's freedom. But I think that should be used when people are voting for them. You know, if your allegiance lie with another country, then you shouldn't be, in, which is why I'm against foreign money into American politics. So I understand the premise, but I don't want to become what I hate just because I think I'm right. So, right, well, me, you know, yeah. throw it out there. Hey, I'm a dual citizen. Hey, I, I have allegiance to this country and Israel, this country and Ukraine. You know, I, I think it's it's obvious. But then again, I feel the same way about a whore that gets money from those countries like Joe Biden or any pick a Democrat, pick a Republican for that matter. So we don't disagree as much as you think we do. I appreciate the call. I just don't ever want to become a fascist because I hate fascists. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... The destruction and failure of Democrats is undeniable, yet here they are. And then you uh, realize it's because they lie. And the people they're lying to, their supporters, most of it, they live on welfare and they all got raises. The other, they're just too stupid to see the lie. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. As a share of earnings? What the frack does that mean? I had to get my guy. Guy can explain anything economically, even to me. He is E.J. Antoni. What the frack is that? What does he mean? Can you explain that to me, or is it just another Democrat opening his mouth, which means lying? Well, Sean, I, I can't even explain that. My goodness. A share of earnings? A share of earnings. I, I, so, I assume he's trying to say that, that you're spending a, a lower percentage of your income. Maybe that's what he means. Uh, but, but even that's not true. Well, you wait a minute. Look at literally any of the four years uh, under President Trump and actually several of the years under uh, uh, President Obama, and you find people spending less of their money in terms of a percentage of their income on Thanksgiving. Well, maybe a share of earnings is a secret service talk for bring a diaper. In the meantime, he goes on to say this. Wages for working families have gone up while inflation has come down 65%. Giving families a little more money in their pockets and a little more breathing room for this holiday season. But we know the prices are still too high for too many things. That times are still too tough for too many families. But we made progress, but we have more work to do. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging and give the American consumer a break. So now this corrupt imbecile who's driven up the cost of everything, parabolic, now this idiot blames price gouging? I mean, this is almost brilliant in its diabolical delusion, isn't it? 
It, it, it is, Sean. And I mean, think about this for a second, just how incredibly brilliant it is on the part of these corporations. You know, they, they knew that uh, everyone thought, well, Trump's in bed with these corporations, so we better not raise our prices while Trump is president. <laughs> we'll wait until Biden is president because everyone knows how much he hates us. And then we'll raise prices. I mean, it's just it's absolute nonsense. What did did corporations all of a sudden magically become greedy in January of 2021 when he took office? Yeah, but the government's not greedy. But here's the other thing that's, you know, astonishing. I was I was back in the Chicagoland area recently for the holiday to see the businesses closing is unbelievable, especially when you live in a place that promotes business and the people promote business. They are not Democrats. But the other thing you, you notice is I ordered a pizza. I was at the cigar store. I said, come on, let me buy the guys a pizza. So I ordered the family style. I like to get the three key ingredients. You have to get the garlic, the regatta cheese, the jalapeno pepper. Thin crust, do it well. $40 for the pizza pie. Are you kidding me? And when I called, I, it's, my, it's a guy I know. It's his, his family. Called him up and he's like, every single ingredient, brother, every single ingredient, minimum, 40%, some 70%. So he's not price gouging me. He's covering his costs and still trying to make a profit. But the reality is the perpetrator of the rising cost, the president and the policymaker, they get to somehow go after the companies. And at a certain point, is everything going to be Chicago where it used to be? There used to be a good store there. There used to be a great restaurant. There used to be small business. Isn't that where we're really going if the people are dumb enough to continue to sell their 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 principles of their country out for a welfare check? Exactly. And if you look around the country, where is it happening the fastest? Where people have done exactly what you just described, selling out their principles in order to get some kind of short-term gain at taxpayer expense. And you know what, what's really amazing with that whole talking point about price gouging by corporations? The administration's own data, whether it's the Census Bureau or Bureau of Labor Statistics, says that's wrong. BLS says that prices for businesses have actually risen faster than prices for consumers during Biden's tenure. And the Census Bureau says that adjusted for inflation, corporate profits have actually gone down the last six quarters. So please explain to me. I mean, my goodness, if these corporations are being greedy, I think they're doing it wrong. (laughs) They've got greed wrong. Um, The other side effect of this is that more and more people do turn to sustenance from government. And I get it, uh, in particular as you get older and your options are limited or you are in a dangerous community. It's easier to not leave your house and get the check. But what's not getting the right coverage, in my opinion, is the sheer amount of Americans gaining their sustenance from government. Not only that, this Thanksgiving, the vast majority got a Thanksgiving bump of $120. So that's the real reason he can come out and say this, right? Because for the people who support him, those welfare recipients, be they uh, domestic or, or corporate, they all got more money, they're making more money, and they're winning because they've managed to middle it. They've raised the cost of corruption, and now it's easier to be on it and just say, ah, just send me the money, right? Exactly. And you know, if you look at, for example, not the people who are who are on welfare, right, but the people who are actually out there working, the Social Security Administration just came out with their data for 2022, 
And the people at the end of that year, half of the American people were making less than $41,000 a year. Please explain to me how somebody like that is affording a $40 pizza like you described. Please explain to me how, how somebody like that is able to afford the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. But you know what? It actually does really help explain how this Black Friday, we just had a record, not just in terms of the amount of money people spent, but the buy now, pay later option, where people are effectively are, are using the retailer as a built-in credit card, that has never been higher. And it's scary because if you can't afford that stuff now, what makes you think you're going to be able to afford it in the new year when the bill starts coming due? Well, this is the economic ignorance of the American, right? This is why you can have $1.4 trillion and counting. It grows every single day on credit cards, and people somehow even allow this to be spoken. I mean, you want to talk about it, uh, 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 an insurrection. This is an insurrection of principles. This is an insurrection of our economics. What this guy's managed to do will be studied as how to overthrow a country built on freedom and capitalism because we don't really know the numbers of the welfare system now because they can arbitrarily increase it and they report in arrears, right? We won't really get the numbers of how many people are on welfare or what the average recipient gets until February, will we? Right. There, there's no kind of real time data and, and not even necessarily real time, but even even how a lot of the different data shown that we get from from government, as you know, is at least updated monthly, whereas a lot of this data isn't isn't updated except yearly. And even then, I mean, look, we're, we're almost out of 2023 and we're just now getting 2022 data from the Social Security Administration. So this falls. The, the idea that the idea that somehow any of this is timely is just absolute nonsense. You never have a good sense of what's going on right now when it comes to these welfare programs, other than the fact that it's growing out of control. And the part that aggravates me and always aggravates me is that it doesn't have to be this way. This could have stopped a week and a half ago. This, to me, is directly a result of an incompetent, weak, or all-around corrupt Speaker of the House by the name of Mike Johnson. And the idea that he stroked the check that is bankrupting my nation because the other dirty little secret that nobody talks about, and I have it on constantly, is we're at $33.8 trillion. The debt just went up another $100 billion, like nothing. It goes up $100 billion, what I can see, every 11 days. So we're going to be at $35 trillion by the end of January, right? Uh, my gosh, Sean, we may not even make uh, we may not even make the new year before we break 38 trillion. So, I mean, th- excuse me, 34 crazy. trillion. So th- this is just it, it is getting so out of control so quickly. I mean, just on Friday, you know, it wasn't just consumers out, out uh, buying stuff on credit. The Treasury borrowed uh, $60.9 billion just on Friday. And that was what pushed us over the $33.8 trillion that you just mentioned. So, I mean, again, it is just absolutely insane when you look at the trajectory here. We are spending, you know, look at our, something like Argentina, where they just elected uh, Malay, right, because of their hyperinflation and everything. We are spending so much as, as a government that the deficit is actually twice as large as Argentina's once you account for the, uh, you know, the size of the different economies. So we're following the same track they did, except we're running instead of walking. So the key to remember to me when we talk about this, this, this gets lost in the argument. This is two-thirds of this debt. Two-thirds is since Barack Obama was elected. 
And ironically, it was on the, on the change until COVID. But during COVID, the government decided to imitate the velocity of money. And people lose the concept of how much money was pumped into the system. It's around between, from what I can see, it's at least $7 trillion. It could be upwards of $11 trillion that was pumped out in one year. So that, that is what destroyed the economic record of Trump. But when you hear Biden say this. Fortunately, uh, we've been able to push back on Republican, MAGA Republicans so far. But they haven't given up. They haven't given up. They still want to undo this progress we're making. They're proposing cuts in investments in roads and bridges. The it's inter- always the same stuff. It's always the same infrastructure nonsense. doesn't matter that this idiot passed a bill of $2 trillion. He has to keep up with that money that Trump kicked out. And he's got to convince people to stop talking about the debt. And he's been effective, right? Oh, he, he most certainly has. And unfortunately, the only thing that really makes Americans, by and large, you have some exceptions to this, but the only thing that makes Americans, by and large, pay attention to this issue is when it starts directly affecting them. When they try to, to buy a house and they can't because their mortgage rate is 8% instead of 2 to 3% like it was just a couple of years ago, right? When, when they all of a sudden get their credit card bill and the interest rate is 30%, that's when people finally wake up and realize, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. But unfortunately, Sean, even then, a lot of times people misplace the blame. They don't see how this is all connected. The government spending, the borrowing, the debt, the interest rates, the inflation. Let me ask you a question. There has to be something that strikes a chord with the with the American people. Now, I know he's down in the polls and all of this, but yet there's still people out there who entertain this. How bad does it have to get before people have that awakening of exactly what made us who we were and they're so willing to give away? Is there one area, I thought, ironically enough, it would be the cost of food. But yet, when you can glaze over it by putting more people on food stamps, that helps. But so-called Bidenomics, it's really nothing other than than communism or Marxism that, that, that coerces you into capitulation through failure and that seems to be not only the goal but it seems to be what's happening because i was i was uh, communicating electronically with a couple of people who are still democrats i can't figure it out for the life of me well sean i mean i think it's i think we sometimes underestimate the human mind's ability to rationalize and when you, when you look around the world and when you have an empirical-based outlook, it is very clear what's right and what's wrong. It's very clear uh, which causes create which effects. But if your worldview is not empirical, if your worldview is, is just based on, on what you believe and, and not what you observe, then you can come to any conclusion you want. And that includes basically everything that's part of the Democrat Party platform, everything that makes up the, the far left. You know, this swindle we have, this economic swindle where we borrow money from the future and call it that, it's profitable for a very small group of people. One thing that I've always recognized about Democrats is their enviness of any kind of profit. Yet they still are blind to the profit that's being made. It turns out in October, what was it, $89 billion in just VIG on interest to the debt? And nobody really knows where that money goes. Now, they say it goes to investors. But there aren't really investors that that it goes to. In fact, the bulk of that money goes to an entity 
called the Federal Reserve or bureaucracy. Do you think maybe we need, and when I say we, I'm talking about people who are against bankrupting America. We need to expose where that money goes and exactly who is profiting, because this seems to be something that gets lost in the, in the phony virtue of Marxism, where they don't want anybody to profit, but they don't mind when these bureaucrats profit. I mean, they're having a banner year, and when I say they, I mean the, the money bundlers of the Federal Reserve that never risk anything. They're having a great year, aren't they? Oh, oh, they are. The people having an even better year are the banks that they're paying interest to. So as as much as, yes, the, the Treasury is paying interest to the Fed for all of those bond holdings, and, and here's the thing that I just always have to laugh at, the, Treasury, the, the Fed actually makes money on its inflation-protected securities, its tips. So it not only receives interest income, it receives income when it creates inflation, too. But I digress. But then what does the Fed do with all the money it makes? Well, now it's turning around and it's paying out $700 million a day, a day in interest to banks, hedge funds and other big financial corporations for either having uh, reserves because they're paying interest on reserves or if they're using reverse repurchase agreements, the the reverse repo market, they're paying interest on that, too. So the Fed is actually running a deficit right now. They're $120 billion dollars in the hole since last September. And the fact of the matter is, if you're in on this scam, you don't really need another customer. You don't need other business. You just need this. So this idea that they're going to bankrupt us to slow down demand and bring down inflation, it's irrelevant for the, for the people profiting from this scheme. They make money on the way in, the way out, and in perpetuity. There's no way to slow this down if you can't make the argument. The problem I have with Trump is his inability to do that. I, for the life of me, don't know why he didn't say, as he pumped out that 9 to $11 trillion, we are going to pay zero on this until it's paid. Because the dirty little secret is they never pay on the principal. Right? They're like a degenerate, bust-out gambler, also known as a Chicago Democrat, who doesn't really care about paying down the principal. He just wants to keep himself afloat by paying the interest, right? Right. I mean, my goodness, when was the last time we actually paid principal on the national debt? 2000 or maybe 2000? Bill Clinton. No, Bill, it wasn't 2000. It was Bill Clinton. Yeah, when we had those short, when we had those short-lived surpluses. Right. And, th- and then, of course, what happened with, with George W. Bush, he... He turned those surpluses into massive deficits and, and then got us into the, the ridiculous nation building around the world. And, well, the rest is history, as they say. But, no, I, I agree. Trump absolutely you know, spent too much money, and he was also not a great messenger on the issue. And, and here's hoping, who knows, if he wins again, here's hoping he, he does a better job on that front. And if, if he doesn't win, if a different uh, person wins the nomination, here's hoping that, that, again, they do a better job when it comes I to think- spending. Yeah, I think Americans are, 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 are hanging their head on a false hope because the reality is it was really the Congress of Newt Gingrich that forced Bill Clinton to make that payment. When you don't have a Congress that understands its role, you're, you're, you're subjected to this idea that the president is important when he was never really intended to be important, in particular when it came to such issues as the economy. The, the, the president was supposed to be just nothing, a rubber stamp of laws that passed by the Congress. Isn't the real problem is the American people lost the principles of the republic themselves, and now we have cowards posing as Republicans that either they don't understand it or they profit from the corruption, too? Oh, 100%. I I think that's absolutely right. And, And again, going back to something you said earlier, Sean, so many Americans have realized that they are financially better off 
you know, doing things like going down the, the welfare rabbit hole. And, and even though they're going to be stuck in a, a cycle of poverty, they, they will actually, at least in the short term, have a better standard of living. And, and yeah. because I think we as a nation have, have lost our, that, that ethos of what it means to, to work and how fulfilling that can be, so many people, literally millions of people have fallen into that trap. Yeah. I, you almost have to be in awe of the fact every every corporation, every guy with a job, he's the bad guy because they want to keep their money. But the government that extorts money from everybody is somehow the virtuous Robin Hood. I wonder how many people know that Robin Hood actually stole from the government, not the rich people. Thank you, E.J. Antoni. That should be the title of your next article. I'm on it, Sean. I love it. I love it. You're the best. I appreciate you making time as always. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, I have to confess, I hated having that much time off. Hated it! I sent Honey Bunny a bunch of clips, and I was in Chicago, so I watched a lot of that dribble. So I don't know if this is ABC, NBC, or WGN. But it's some propagandist of the Democrat mafia. Listen to this dingbat's voice. But more importantly, listen to the content. You know that big scandal where you're paying 91000 for the wise guy lot? Empty lot, 91000 And uh, if you remember correctly, Squirrel, it was a couple weeks ago when we started talking about it. I said, do we have a phase one, two, or three, you know, ground soil test? Well, they got one back. Dozens of protesters, most of them residents of Brighton Park, came out once again today to speak up against the city's plans to erect a winterized base camp for migrants. She's really got a grasp of the issue, doesn't she? Very exciting the way she delivers it. (sighs) This vacant lot at 38th Street in California, construction on which, according to a letter Saturday from 12th Ward Alderwoman Julia Ramirez, will begin tomorrow. This in spite of soil tests showing the land is contaminated with toxic metals. What? And you're going to do it? Go ahead. You guys are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just just, just go there. We got, we got half-assed gangsters to pay. A while back, they tried to put a, a, a playground. They couldn't. They tried to put a school. They couldn't. People did background histories on this site. It was contaminated because it was a railroad track disposal. For nearly six weeks now, a small contingent of residents has been... You know what that's called? Bidenomics. See, in real capitalism, you couldn't possibly touch one piece of dirt. You couldn't put a shovel in the ground. But then again, that's probably how they bought it. I'd love to know what they paid for it. And to justify the 91000 a month. Boy, that's Bidenomics. Cream Puff Jim. How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, I, got I, you, I got you pictured like a hippo at, 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 at the zoo with your mouth open, fangs hanging out, I, I, waiting for somebody I, I, to throw a watermelon in. I, I just said that's last of dinner. It was really tasty. Oh, that's uh, nice. Turkey, really? with the turkey with the turkey. Yeah, this last of dinner. And, and uh, it just, you know, with uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, family's uh, contribution to mankind. What I was thinking about was cigars. Now, Cigars? Uh, what the I, hell do you know about cigars? cigars? I want to know about desserts. I, I ask you. Cigars? Go ahead. But, but anyway, here, here, real quick. Uh, Castro and Shay, they love Monte Cristos. His, his troops love Monte Cristos. But I had a cousin who used to carry about 10 cigars in a plastic bag. He had a little bit of money. Oh, he's an older man. But he, but yeah, well, he might as well have been. But he paid 30 bucks to cigar. But I don't remember him being... Wrappered like a punch or my crystal or anything like that. Because uh, they were fake. Just, 
It's easy to sell fake well, stuff no, to he- Chicago Democrats. You're morons. <laughs> Go ahead. Probably. But, I mean, did you... Uh, did you have a connection to Florida or anything with Cuban cigars? Or? No, I would I'm never buy a Cuban cigar. No, no, I would never buy a Cuban cigar. First of all, you have to understand, when the government sees control of it, like everything else, they can't do it right. So they cannot afford to support their their demand. They can't supply it. So their main the main customers are Spain and England. 99% of all Cuban cigars, all that bull dung you hear, and it's always the Democrat cigar, I got a hook up in Cuba. You, you have nothing, you fracking moron. 99% of all Cuban cigars that are sold are fake. Did you know this? You can buy a fake no, I, Cuban I, I, cigar I it. in I Cuba. It. I believe it. There's no thing. Yeah. They can't do anything. And by the way, as, a, as an aficionado, I'm going to help you with something. The now, now the Cuban cigars that they make, they suck. And I'm not even joking around, and it's a shame. But it goes to prove they can't do anything. You can't even pull a plant out of the ground, wrap it up, and still have the same quality you had before you killed millions of Cubans to get that business. That's what it looks like. Cuban cigars today suck. And, the, and I know, because I have had them when I went to Cuba. And it's kind of enlightening when you see that once beautiful place, hub of culture, lifestyle, now a prison island. You know, like the south side of Chicago. And in the meantime, they don't worry about no ground test either. What do you got, ground? Don't worry about it. Out nearly every day to express their displeasure at the proposed camp, which they believe... Their displeasure. Shut up, slave! You voted for it. Now shut up. If you're lucky, we'll let you buy a lot too. Then you get a little inside deal. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Long time no hearer. Eh, what do you want? They, 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 it's a forced holiday. What do you want from me? Well, what the heck, you're entitled to it, but the reason I was calling, too, is I heard earlier Biden talk about the mega people in the upcoming election. That's uh, What does mega stand for, Mr. Biden? Make America great again. Yeah, so originally, you're un-American? not Trump's, by the way. Trump kind of borrowed that from uh, Ronald Reagan. You know that, right? Well, I know that, but compared to this dodo that we got in the White House, I mean, how dare this guy... Actually, you know, insult people like me. Who First of all, Robert, if the know. lips of a Democrat are moving, it's a lie, lie, lie. When it comes to reducing deficit, let's compare the records a little bit. Under my predecessor, you remember the self-professed king of debt? Well, it turned out he was. He's actually the emperor of debt. He created more debt than any other president did in one year. Wrong. Now, the reason that he says that is because they're using COVID at the behest of scum, Democrat scum. They not only put people under house arrest, lied about every fracking point of where exactly not COVID went, but all the other nonsense from the mask to the COVID shot to all the rest of it. That was the economic swindle they needed to destroy the most successful presidency in three years prior to that. So now they get to six selectively use this when the fact of the matter is Joe Biden has added more debt in two years than Donald Trump did in four. He didn't add as much as Barack Obama in eight, but he will by January of next year. So now that you have a little perspective, listen to this dimwit in diapers again. When it comes to reducing deficit, let's compare the records a little bit. Under my predecessor, you remember the self-professed king of debt? Well, it turned out he was. He's actually the emperor of debt. 
He created more debt than any other president did in one year. How many times was the government um, shut down because they wouldn't write blank checks for the debt under, under uh, Trump? How many times was it even close to being shut down? It was close one time because the Democrat scum led by the inside trader, Nancy Pelosi, who has amassed a fortune of half a billion dollars, didn't want to fund border security because it would have kept out her apparatchiks from the Marxists around the world. No, I'm serious. For starters, when he passed that $2 trillion tax cut, skewed to the wealthy and big corporations. This is the mind of a slave, which is who the Democrats are, slaves and their masters. See, he didn't give people any money. You do that, like your insiders in Chicago, those two half-assed gangsters that own the empty lot. What he did was allow people to keep their own money that they made. See, that's what fascists, Marxists, and all-around mafia members hate to do. Now spin some more lies through your fake teeth, screwed into your skull. They didn't pay for a penny of it. The end result was that it has ballooned the national debt by nearly 40%. An absolute lie. But it doesn't matter because if you're dumb enough to be a Democrat, those numbers don't mean anything to you. You've never done anything based on facts. You do it because it's based on the corruption and what's in it for you. Whether you're domestic welfare or corporate welfare, that is the party of corruption, welfare, political whores that would celebrate the most corrupt asset of enemies foreign and domestic this country's ever seen in any office, let alone one he didn't win. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know why I, I did? Not a freaking Democrat. Not one allowed in the house where I am. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I was hoping I have a request. How can, because your show is like a Saturday night quarterback show, and most other shows are like the Monday night, Monday morning oh, quarterbacks. I, or, <laughs> thank you. I am not good with sports I'm, reference, but I think there's a compliment. Go ahead. Uh, okay. How can we get more Democrats, because we're starting, your show I think is a key, how can we get more Democrats to see that the blue cities are collapsing because of their own No, 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 I don't want to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. You stay in those ghettos, and you wallow. I want all the other good people to get the hell out of there. That's what I want. That's what the only fix, because the reality is Joe Biden did not win the 2020 election. Yet here he is destroying our country, throwing us into World War III and winning because there is no risk. See, that's why you don't play cards with gypsies. It's rigged. It's fixed. So what you need to do is take advantage of your life and get the hell away from them. Okay, but some of the uh, Democrat voters are starting to wake up with the protests. Oh, give me that. Poppycock. A Democrat voter is any... All you got to do is throw a little little something, little envelope, little Sacagawea. You can get him to eat a banana and deliver a fruit salad. They have no character. I don't even want him voting with me. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, people get mad when I say that, but I'm going to tell you why. What the Democrats have become is so blatantly obvious, there is no idea you're going to commingle principles with that mafia. See, I would have supported JFK. 
unequivocally, I would have supported him. Economically, his tax policies was that of Reagan. His foreign policies was that of peace. His government idea was to restrain government. He would have never allowed 18 agencies to fall under the benign title of intelligence. That's what got him killed. So I would have voted for that. I would have also voted for some very select people. But to this idea that I want people to madly, blindly vote for Republicans, have you forgotten what Republicans really are? Who do you like in the Republican field? Uh, anybody. Um, you know, I, I would uh, I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans, maybe not Vivek, but uh, but the others that are running would would be acceptable to me. And I'd be happy to vote for them. I'd be happy to vote for a number of the Democrats, too. I mean, would be. I am so proud that I never bought his nonsense. Magic pants. Never. In 2012. Right here. I didn't dirty my shoes. Granted, I was in Illinois, and it was always going to go Democrat anyway. Because I understand, these are Fabians. And the line between a Fabian and a Marxist is a better suit. And they all believe like the European Marxist communist fascists. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's Wrong, dimwit. Wrong. It's about the protecting of freedom of the individual in my country. Now, in your corrupt, communist, quasi-communist country, I really don't give a rip. But it doesn't matter, because here's another side benefit, Squirrel. She's as cute as a button. Red hair, freckles. She's a lovely girl. At least in Europe, they're fascist and communists. They're a lot prettier than they are here in Chicago. Boy, oh boy. Jeff in Rockford. Sean? Yes. I believe that... uh it's safe to assume that both of us believe there's a lot of lies and deceptions going on lately. Yes. And I'm kind of wondering, what do you think when this AI really kicks in, this artificial intelligence, how much what? is that going to straighten all that out? I'd rather have AI in charge of the country than the Democrats or any of the Mitt Romney Republicans. I'll take AI based on data and fact over any of these corrupt tours. I don't think you can bribe a computer. In fact, I'd also it's want AI in charge of our judicial system. I'd much rather go before a computer than a Chicago Democrat family court judge that sits on the table of Wisdom LLC with Ed Burke, wouldn't you? Do you see it exposing all these lies and deception? It's possible. You know, that's the beauty of, of the future. The one thing we know is that we don't know. And the other thing is, yeah. all of the people telling you you're going to hate it and it's bad for you are the scum that's bad for us and that I hate. That's right. Thank that's you very right. much, that's Jeff. Right. I'll take the AI. Bill, LaSalle County. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hopefully this comes across uh, over the car, car speakerphone thing. Good. Uh, did you ever see that video between uh, Representative Massey from Kentucky and uh, John Kerry, our energy czar, and how I played he basically it. destroyed him? I played it. you got to go back and listen to the podcasts, which you can find yeah. if you well, ask the evil Google machine. The facts are on our side, Bill doesn't bother me at all that Massey drives a Tesla. However, as long as he admits it's a scam, we'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.